Welcome to Managing Without Football. This week we'll be dissecting Burnley's Carabao Cup glory and following their game against West Ham. Welcome back to Managing Without Football. We're here at the Olympic Stadium to discuss the fallout of last week's momentous win for Burnley in the League Cup final, ahead of their latest league game, away at West Ham United. Now, although Burnley won their first major trophy since 1962, there's been a lot of discussion in the past week about the legitimacy of that win, hasn't there, Double D? Yeah, I wonder why, Tomo. I've been telling you since the start of the season that Paul Doyle is a crook. He fixes matches, and that's all he's good for. He stole this trophy from the poor underdogs Manchester City and their five fans. <clears throat> David, the lawyers? Uh, uh, allegedly. Yes, allegedly. I think we're at least allowed to say it was a bizarre match of football. Last-minute replacement referee Matt Chuffix gave Burnley three dubious penalties, which were their only shots on goal, and ruled out three what seemed with the naked eye to be legitimate Manchester City goals, as well as sending off two of their players. All very suspicious. That's right, TT. There were also reported sightings of Matt Chuffix leaving the stadium with an enormous laundry bag covered in sparkly dollar signs slung over his shoulder, which might go some way to explaining his refereeing decisions. Well, we'll be talking to Matt Chuffix a little bit later on, and we'll be asking him about all of this. In the meantime, however, I'm being told that by the producers that we have another host joining us today, David, and I'll say this now, the room isn't big enough for the three of us. Well, then, it looks like one of us might be on their way out, TT. Well, I hope you kept your receipt for your Vauxhall Mocha. Let's welcome Ian Quirey to the show. Tell us a little bit about your footballing background and why the producers have felt the need to force another host into the proceedings and mess up my dynamic. Well, Tomo, I've been brought in as a close liaison with the manager, Paul Doyle, and some of the other backroom staff in and around the club. We've established quite a rapport in the last few weeks and the producers thought it would be nice to work in a bit of positivity as well as to get some in-depth details straight from the horse's mouth. Hmm, I see. Well, I'm not entirely sure why that's necessary. We've been able to get a lot out of Doyle since we've been hosting this show and he's not that difficult to get talking. Well, not enough to convict on, that's for sure. In any case, Paul finds your line of questioning quite aggressive so we thought a softer approach might yield better results. Hmm... Convict? Okay, let's move on. We've got some guests to discuss that controversial cup win for Burnley. So we had ex-Burnley defender Jimmy Asparaga with us last week to watch the game, and he's on the line with us now. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, you all right, there, Tomo? Hi, Ian, good to see you. Um, you managed to recover from last week? <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. Yeah, just about. Took a few days, though. You were on an absolute mad one that night. Also, what on earth was Fast Eddie doing? He was all over the shop. Well, Ian, it's on call and fast, Eddie, for nothing. Um, you know, he's very speedy, if you know what I mean. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Let me just make a note of that. What was going on, Jimmy? Were you on a night out and didn't invite me? Don't be jealous, Davey. You definitely couldn't have handled what we were doing that night. Me, Zoily, Ian, Fasty, Teddy, Matt Shuffix. We were just having a little drink back in Burnley after the cup win and... How did things get out of hands? You know, old John O'Adams had to shoot off because it was his missus' bedtime. It'd be good as he missed the classic night, if I'm honest. I'll say, Jimmy, Paul was on his 25th pint of the day and you were on your second bottle of whiskey when Ed suggested getting Debbie diabetes back in his Airbnb. How did everything go after that? Barely in a one kiss and tell, but 
it was a bit weird, I'll be honest, because she got dropped off by this lad in a Ford Sierra. We had a kid crying in the back. She wants to go to McDonald's. It was, you know, it was odd, but it's always worth it for, for, for Debbie Diabetes. Yeah, great. Sounds like a great night. Anyway, Jimmy, we're here to talk about the football. Uh, did all of that drinking give you any perspective on the game? Those decisions were mental, weren't they? At summer, we had a we had a chat with Shuffers in the pub, and his decisions were perfectly reasonable. To be honest, I can't disclose what he what he told us primarily because I can't remember. But he definitely followed the rules uh, pretty stringently. Yeah, Jimmy. But were they the rules of football or the rules that Paul Doyle made up specifically for this game? David, if you want to say something and come out and say it, you're a slapjack in your question as you were in your finishing, lad. If there wasn't the threat of legal action looming over me, I'd be happy to, Jimmy. But I definitely can't afford another lawsuit. But in any case, what about the injuries to Sergio Aguero and Raheem Sterling before the game? Firstly, you know, I've no idea what Sergio was doing driving down rather than getting on a team coach to the rest of the players. Probably just wanted to show off his, 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 his new gold-plated Kabuki jog on. Great car, but secondly, you know, he needs to practice his driving. Thanks to him, 36 people lost their lives in a pile-up and Raheem Sterling missed two games with a mild hamstring strain. It's tragedy. We heard Paul Doyle on the phone causing the crash, Jimmy. He chucked an empty vomit piss tinny at them. You definitely can't prove that, Davey, and I, I'd be careful making Vampus out in a negative light or they might withdraw the sponsorship. Yeah, that's a very good point from Jimmy there. In fact, I think you should have some now just to prove how much we love it. Oh, no, Tomo, please, no. You can't make me. Yeah, definitely can. It's in your contract and you have to like it. While David is preparing himself, we can go to Lawrence <coughs> Terrington, who I believe is out and about with some of the fans to talk about that historic win last week. Lawrence, how are things out there with the Burnley fans? Thanks, Tomo. I'm down here outside the London Stadium, taking some of the atmosphere, along with a couple of pints of John Smiths, of course. And I've got to say, there certainly is a big game feel about today's match. Coming off the back of that momentous Carabao Cup win, it'll be interesting to see if Burnley can get some points they so desperately need today in the league. Now, I'm joined by a couple of the fans who were fortunate enough to make the trip down to Wembley and witness that historic Burnley win firsthand. How did it feel to taste victory for once as a Burnley fan, gentlemen? Well, I know that it's probably an understatement, but it was the most significant day of my life. He cried when we lifted trophy. That's right. I bowled my eyes out. You didn't even cry when your daughter went missing. No, no, I didn't even weep a tiny bit. Oh, when they found a body? No, no, I didn't shed a single tear. Right, I see. Now, let me get this straight. You're so happy with the cup win, in fact, that you've done something today to thank Paul Doyle. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, yes, that, that's right. Can you tell me what that is? Well, you, you know, that Doyle has this charity he's very fond of. Oh, yes, you mean the charity that he has in support of British-born footballers? Kick him out, I believe it's called. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to fly a banner supporting the charity during the match today. Oh, right, I see. Yes, and so that people know that it's been organised by the Burnley supporters, we're going to have Burnley FC written on it. Right, so let me get this straight. You've got a banner with the words Kick Him Out written on it, and you're going to fly that over the stadium today for the world to see. Yes. Okay, well, good luck with that. Uh, Thanks, gents. Back to you, Tomo. Thanks for that, Lawrence. I'm sure we'll be coming back to you a little bit later for some reaction. So, Ian, you just sat there. 
Why don't you say something? Oh, uh, okay, Tomo. Uh, have we still got Jimmy on the line? Hey, Ian. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, uh, Jimmy, what do you think of um, the offside rule? Not fit for purpose, Ian, my old mate. Favours the attackers far too much. They should be getting offside if they pass the halfway line into the opposite half, in my opinion. Right, right. So also, can you verify on record the various acts of assault, bribery, larceny, public nudity and fraud that Paul Doyle has participated in? Don't know much about that, Ian, Ian my mate. I'm, I'm guessing the producers are asking you to to find a story where really there, there, there isn't one. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're in my ear. Sorry about that, Jimmy. Don't know what happened there. Anyway, they're also telling me I'm needed somewhere else, so I'll have to leave it there, Jimmy. Thanks a lot for talking to us. Always, mate. Hopefully, uh, see you at the old barbecue in a few weeks. Should be, should be a classic. BYOB and and all much you lot drink. I'll see you later. Hold on, Jimmy. We might have some questions for you. We're the ones that get to say when it's been enough. All right, Tom. Hold on. Don't get your girdle in a twist. What's your, what's your question? Uh, uh, Dave. Uh, raise your two hundred pound. Here we go. Read them and weep. Pair of twos. What? You've got a royal flush, oh, for fuck's sake. Davison seems a bit preoccupied there. We'll talk to you later, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on. That ain't no problem, Tom. Let's head back to Lawrence Terrington, who's still with the fans. Lawrence. Thanks, Tom. Now, I'm here with one of the younger Burnley fans. What's your name? Joey. And how old are you, Joey? Seven. And who's your favourite Burnley player? Um, Barnes. Oh, uh, Ashley Barnes. And is he your hero? No. Oh, why not? My dad's my hero. Aww. And how do you feel about your team's chances this afternoon, Joey? Do you think that they're going to win? Well, um, yeah. Um, I hope so. I hope that we can score. But either way, I'll be happy. Why is that? He's got to spend time with me, Dad. Uh, and what does Dad think? Dad, are you in agreement? Don't what? listen to that nonsense. Kid doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. Watching this Burnley side, it's more embarrassing than having to go to one of his keyboard recitals joke and considering ripping up the season ticket right here right now so you think we need a new manager then is that a serious f***ing question blind friend at school could see that we need a new manager oh okay let's try and keep it a bit more family friendly shall we so, so you think that the chairman lord tarquin thatcher the third is also to blame that chairman is not a football fan we're just an obethering that side today what a bunch of useless f***ing c***s they couldn't have beaten his under eight football team and they are fucking dreadful. Alright, okay, I think we've, we're going to have to leave it there. Now, I'm going to make my way over to some gentlemen who I'm thinking they must have come from abroad today. Maybe a colder part of the globe. Because even though it's 26 degree weather in London and the sun is blaring down on us, they're all wearing balaclavas. Are you young men excited for today's sporting spectacle? Whee! Let's f***ing do it What are your predictions for this afternoon's proceedings? Predictions? I predict that I'm going to drink so much that I piss myself and then start verbally abusing West Ham fans along with some innocent members of the public. Oh, I think I met you last time actually uh, I was down in London at the Carabao Cup final. How was that experience for you on that day? Well, it was alright, but could have gone a bit better. Uh, oh really, why is that? Yeah, we're going to make men's for that today. Time for some unfinished business in London town. Let's destroy this city. Okay. See that coffee shop over there? Oh yes, the one giving out the free bottles of water to Burnley fans and letting them use their bathroom. Yeah, we're gonna fucking destroy it. Nothing left of it by the time we're finished. That small business, that man's livelihood, completely gone. Annihilated. 
Oh, okay, I think we best move on now. And who's this we've got here? Oh, look! It's Burnley Ultra fan coming over to us. Audrey! Audrey, are you going to put these hooligans in their place now? Alright, heads. You, Audrey. We do. Love you, Audrey. We do. Love you, Audrey. We do. Oh, Audrey, we love you. Ah, Audrey is currently tying her scarf into a makeshift balaclava around her head. And is that... Yeah, she's just pulling a Molotov cocktail out of a handbag. Let's go curb stomp some cockney pants heading. And on that note, I think it's probably best that we go back to the studio. Thanks for that, Lawrence. Now, I'm being told that we've got an exclusive interview with Burnley chairman Sir Tarquin Ewood Thatcher III. Who's doing that one? Why is Lawrence with the fans? Oh, Ian? All right, take it away, Ian. Did you just say you've got someone else doing the interviews up there, Tomo? Don't look at me, Lawrence. The producers have forced this guy on us, and now he's getting exclusive interviews with people at the club. Out of my hands. This is a fucking joke. What is with people sneaking around behind my back? First my ex-wife and now this. I'm stuck out here with the dregs of society and they've got this nubbed in who thinks he can steal this away from me. Well, I showed that fitness instructor and I'll show this lad that no one takes anything away from Lawrence Terrington. Apart from my kids if anyone is interested. Terry, Terry, grab your keys. Went to the stadium whether those pricks like it or not. Okay, thanks for that, Lawrence. Now over to Ian Quirey, who's with Sir Tarquin. Ian, what can you tell us? Thanks, Tom. I'm here with the Burnley chairman ahead of this game against West Ham. So, your lordship, how pleased are you that Paul Dale managed to clinch that trophy for your club last week? Hello, Ian. It's absolutely spiffing to see you. Well, we were so happy to win such a prestigious trophy as the Champions League. I was talking to two lovely brothers who own this fine and well-loved football club earlier and enjoyed boasting about having the trophy in my drawing room. Uh, I think it was a Carabao Cup that your team won, Sir Thatcher. The Champions League is a European competition. Oh, well, Bernie certainly wouldn't be caught dead in such a competition. You're quite right. Also, I'm not sure David Gold and David Sullivan are actually brothers. There's a nickname, you know. Those two are right laugh at Premier League owners' parties that we have quite monthly. They bring their special props and we all have fun with them and their special guests. Mike Ashley, the absolute dear, does this party trick fitting seven snooker balls inside his mouth. It's such a good time. Hmm, interesting. So this show has touched on the unusual appointment of Paul Doyle by yourself, but can you tell us a little bit about why you've held on to him? Only a few weeks ago, there were reliable reports that Doyle would be sacked if he lost to Newcastle which he then subsequently did. Well, old chap, I don't know what report you could be referring to. There are a lot of rumours out there. Well, your lordship, the reports were actually coming from Paul himself. He was heard saying that the writing was on the wall, and you'd in effect handed him his notice. Well, things change very quickly in football. Paul has some very valuable assets that he isn't afraid to threaten you with. Hmm, very interesting. Can you elaborate, please, and don't skimp on the details? Ahem... <laughs> What I'm referring to is that there are many skills that Paul possesses. I mean, he managed to win that car Abu trophy, so clearly I made the correct decision to keep him on. Sure, but what I'm saying is that if Doyle demonstrated his abilities through, let's say, visual coercion or extortion with explicit materials, what he has said to you or shown you would be very useful. I see. Well... No, I don't give a f***ing shit that he's in the middle of an interview. What are you talking about? This whole place is undercover. We're inside, you prick. Yes, well, I should be the one extracting information. That's my f***ing job. I'm going in there, and you can't f***ing stop me. Right, I'm the real Rover reporter around here. 
Any interview with any dribblers associated with this dog shit club is my business. Well, actually, I'm very close to getting some crucial information. I don't give a shit! I can get more information out of this chump without trying. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Anyway, get out of her amateur and leave the professionals to it. Now, your lordship, I'll ask you some questions that listeners actually want to know. What is your favourite flavour of crisp? Sorry, Lawrence, we're going to have to cut you off there as we've got Paul Doyle on the line ahead of this game. Paul, how have you been after that cup final win? Hi, Tomo. It's been an absolutely insane week. I'm not sure I've ever managed to get through more than two bottles of wine before 11am before. Right, OK, Paul. So I guess you've been enjoying yourself after that cup final win. It was under very unusual circumstances, wouldn't you agree? I would not agree, Tomo. The lad Lucian has shown his true quality in the end. Fantastic signing by me. Not Ben me, of course. Who I better spend all week crying his loser eyes out. Not over his League Cup winner's medal. But me, Paul Doyle. A fantastic save to win us the cup. And I couldn't be happier. Paul, I think TT was referring to all of the dubious decisions made by referee Matt Chuffix in normal time. And some of the odd outbursts from you during the game, including what do we pay you for when Burnley's last-minute penalty wasn't given us over the line? Firstly, David, Matt Chuffix, top-quality referee. You don't get to be top in the refereeing league tables for red cards and penalties if you're not. And in terms of my comments, it's a figure of speech. I mean, we pay these guys wages. Is it, there's some sort of referee tax that pays them, right? Well, I'm pretty sure there is, and that's what I meant. That goal was clearly over the line. I think someone at Hawkeye has it in for me. But thankfully, it wasn't decisive. But Paul, Matt Chuffick's overruled VAR 20 times in that game. Isn't VAR there to let the referee know he might have missed something? Like, how a player can't be offside when they're in their own half? Well, I think Matt's just showing his experience there, Tomo. He's not swayed by all the cooks spoiling the broth. When there's a decision to be made, he's not afraid to make it. VAR's a waste of time anyway. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It just favours the big boys. OK, Paul, let's move on. We heard you had quite a night with, amongst others, Matt Chuffix after the game. Do you think that's appropriate? You're just jealous you didn't get an invite, David. That was an absolutely mental night. Hey, anyway, where's Ian? He told us he'd be on the show today. Such a sound lad, and he can actually see the transformation in Burnley that's happened since I've arrived, unlike you two jokers. He told me that he doesn't think he's ever seen anything quite like it, and he was interested in all my deepest, darkest secrets of how I'm doing it. Very interested in my ownership of the Crowwood Hotel and which rat poison I used. He must be looking to get into hotel management. Ian had to shoot off to interview the chairman, Paul, so he's not here. Well, it's back to business as usual in the Premier League, where Burnley are now four points from safety. Why do you rate your chances of staying up? Don't think that's a relevant question, Tomo. A better question would be, Paul, when you're one point from safety in a few hours' time, how are you going to celebrate? And my answer to that question would be, I'm headed straight to the pub with Ian and Jimmy. And no, you're not invited, David, so don't ask. Well, I didn't want to go anyway. And we'll see if your arrogance is well-placed very shortly. Finally, what do you make of the rumours that the planned inquiry into your activities is building steam and they're nearly ready to call you in? They've got absolutely nothing on me, David. You've got to get up very, very early in the morning to catch out Paul Doyle. Very early in the morning. And that's because I'm up most nights in the early hours with a few whiskies. Nothing in it, son. Right, I need to go and pick up John Adamson, his girlfriend from the zoo before the game. I hope the animals haven't got too soggy in all this rain. All right, I'll see you later. Thanks for talking to us, Paul. And I believe that Lawrence Terrington has caught Matt Chuffix on his way to the VAR van, as I think the connection to Stotley Park is down at the moment. Lawrence. Thanks, Tom. So, Matt, it seems very odd that you're on VAR duty today, considering how many times you overruled it last weekend. Well, Lawrence... 
It all depends on if you trust the opinion of the video assistant ref on the other end. For example, I've been a ref now for years, so only I really have the experience to overrule the other refs. Hmm, interesting. Now, Matt, there's been a lot of talk about your decisions in the Carabao Cup final last weekend. Pardon my French, but they were completely mental, weren't they? Not at all, Lawrence, not at all. The rule book has been drilled into me, so when I make decisions, they really are second nature. So what about the reports of you leaving Wembley with a huge sack of cash? There's a lot to suggest that Paul Doyle paid you off, isn't there? Hey, Lawrence, that was me dirty kit. You see, me tumble dryer's broken, so I just took advantage and nipped down to use the Wembley one. So yeah, not a sack of money, just my pants and socks. Right, but forgive me, Mr Chuffix, but you're wearing a brand new fur coat, a crown, and is that a diamond-encrusted Rolex on your wrist? Right, Lawrence, gotta go. Var needs me. Bye. Uh, okay, no problem then. Thanks, Mr. Chuffix. Back to you, Tomo. You still got it, Lawrence. Right, come on, Dave. Down to the gantry. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors in the meantime. Join us next for West Ham versus Burnley live. This summer sees the highly anticipated sequel, Back to the Future 4, come to all good cinemas. For 30 years, Liverpool failed to win the title. We did not let this slip. Mr. Ferguson. And it's Joe Allen on the ball. <laughs> but then, they finished first in the 2019-20 Premier League season. Marty, Marty, it's Liverpool. Something's got to be done about Liverpool. What is it, Doc? Marty, Marty, they won the league title! What? Oh no! Oh god! I wish I was dead! Manchester United had to do something. You built a time machine? Out of a kabuki juggernaut? Well, if you're gonna build a time machine, why not give it some style? Featuring Oscar winners Sebastian Bassong and Steve Bruce in a starring role, watch Manchester United fans Doc and Marty travel back in time in their attempt to stop Liverpool winning the title. Released and paid for by Manchester United Studios. And we're live here where it's West Ham nil, Burnley nil at the Stolen Stadium. Stolen Stadium? You'd slop sleeping in your Vauxhall mocker, Double D. The diesel fumes go into your head. Uh, it's petrol, actually. Yeah, whatever. Oh, and that reminds me. St John's Ambulance wants to know where their petrol is. They told me you've been siphoning from their fleet again. Anyway, what do you mean, stolen stadium? They had that crooked deal that Karen Brady did with the council, remember? Ah, yeah. Terrible owners. Terrible. They made the money in the porn industry, right? Yeah, that's right. The Dildo Brothers. The Jizz Twins. Any more? Uh, sex bastards? Yeah, not your best, Double D. Anyway, let's get back to the game. It's on as even between West Ham and Burnley. Of course it is, TT. The game hasn't started yet. Uh, you were saying? Hmm, yeah, right. Sluggish start for West Ham, and oddly enough, they've not won a single game under serial winner and Manchester United legend David Moyes. Can they grab one today? Perhaps, TT. Doyle might be quite distracted today with all the rumours circulating. Things certainly seem to have snowballed in the last week. You're right there, David. 
But it is Burnley with the ball in the West Ham half. It's Westwood. He moves the ball quickly to the feet of Aaron Lennon, who runs to the byline. He whips in a cross, but it's cleared by Diop to the edge of the box, where Goodmanson is waiting. And wow! That is a smashing finish. An absolute screamer into the top corner from Goodmanson. Take a bow, son. The fans are going ballistic. Let's hear what it's like down there from our touchline correspondent, Lawrence Terrington. Lawrence, what a goal! And you had the perfect view. What? what? Wait, there's not been a goal, has there? Yeah, Lawrence, right in front of where you stood. The fans are still cheering. It was a glorious strike. Oh, right. Well, that's news to me, Tom. I just thought the fans were cheering that this god-awful game is finally over. Back to you. So, no comment on the goal, Lawrence? You didn't see it? I said back to you. OK, thanks, Lawrence. Lawrence has clearly had enough of the game after only 10 minutes. And we're well into the second half now. Burnley have barely seen the ball since the goal, but West Ham haven't exactly done much with it. Let's see if something more interesting is happening down on the touchline. Over to you, Lawrence. Yes, you join me here on the touchline where I'm keeping my eager eye on things. I have to say, Paul Doyle looks suspicious. He looks like he's concocting some sort of scheme. Reminds me of my ex-wife. I never get to see my kids anymore. Terrington, we don't care. What's Doyle up to? Well, I, I tried to get closer to him, but he's just told me to, um, or how should I put it lightly, get to fuck. But I think we can just about hear him. I don't think he can see us. He's talking to his assistant, John Adamson, now. John, John, we need to turn this game around. West Ham have got more control than my Saturday night dominatrix. We need to take the wind out of their sails, break up play. You know what I mean? Should we bring on a sub-boss? Subs? You see that subs bench, Adamson? May as well cut it down for Driftwood for all the good it's worth. No, no, I've got a better idea. I want you to do something for me. Anything for you, boss? Right, here's what you're going to do, right? Take your kit bag and leave it on the floor in the nearest toilets. The children's toilets? What? what? No! They don't have toilets just for children, John, in a f***ing stadium. For f***'s sake, just, just, just go to the toilets, leave the bag there and come back. Get us a pint while you're at it on your way, up, way back. Sure thing, boss. And a whiskey cheer, sir. You know me so well. That's a boy. Attention. Please remain in your seats. Please remain calm. Do not lose your shit. I repeat. Do not lose your shit. A suspicious package has been found in the children's toilet. We ask that you do not move from your seats until the matter is investigated. The game will resume as soon as this matter is dealt with by the police and the bomb squad. I repeat, do not move from your seats. And they've stopped the game here at the London Stadium. Unbelievable. What's the news down on the touchline, Terrington? You watch yourself, Davison. Well, the atmosphere is pretty sour down here. Everyone looks concerned. They look worried. Tense. Except Paul Doyle. He's grinning like my ex-wife when she got custody of the kids. Not that I was disappointed. Happy as a Cheshire cat. And John Adamson has just gone to sit with him. With what looks like four pints and ten whiskey chasers. Let's see if we can eavesdrop again. You did it, lad. Well done. Nothing like a perfectly executed plan. That'll break up play. Give us a bit of time to breathe. Organise our tactics. And, uh, what? Hold on. Four pints? Four? I said six pints, you fucking prick. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry, boss. Right, away with you. Six pints. I said six pints! And that's the final whistle. A very drab game between West Ham and Burnley, punctuated only by that Burnley goal and a false alarm that cleared the stadium for half an hour. 
Wait, what's happening down there on the touchline? Are they the stewards? Uh, I think that's the police, actually, Tommo. I wonder if there's been a fight between some of the fans. Well, they seem to be talking to Paul Doyle. Let's see if touchline correspondent Lawrence Terrington has any information for us. Lawrence? Thanks, Tomo. Well, this is very interesting. Six police officers arrived and are currently deep in conversation with Paul Doyle. He's becoming increasingly agitated. And wow, Paul Doyle has just swung at the nearest police officer. A huge shove and is attempting to clear the advertising hoardings. You never take me alive, pigs! Mm, it seems that Paul Doyle failed to make it over onto the pitch and has fallen flat on his face, which is at least making it easier for him to be handcuffed. Teddy! 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 Where's Teddy? Teddy! Somebody just tell him he needs to destroy my hard drive ASAP. And when he gets me a lawyer, there needs to be no win, no fee. Excuse me, officer. Could, could, uh, can I request being tried in an Irish court? Because it's really important for my luck. Oh, and someone t tell Teddy to keep John Addison away from me daughters. Wow. There you have it, Tomo. Paul Doyle arrested. The police aren't telling us anything right now, but it looks like the time has finally come for Paul Doyle to face the music. Back to you. Incredible stuff, Lawrence. And we are stunned in the studio here. You can't say it hasn't been coming, though. And if you want to discuss and dissect the arrest of Paul Doyle, you can phone in and have your say with Bobby Ravage and Ian Rong. Five and Drive, up next. 75 minutes to five, and now let's get the latest sporting headlines. Well, earlier this month, we reported that Garth Crooks turned the gun on himself following a three-month standoff with police as he captured several hostages. We've now been informed that Crooks faked his own death, recaptured those hostages and demanded £47 in cash and a mid-range German estate car. Police negotiations continue, but several copycat hostage takers, noticeably Adi Akinbai and Paul Jewell, have emerged. Ex-Liverpool players and presenting duo Mark Lawrenson and Alan Hansen are understood to have hijacked a ship off the coast of North Africa. They are demanding an end to the Palestine-Israel conflict. An extraordinary scene at West Ham's stolen stadium today as they narrowly lose to Paul Burnley's Doyle. Doyle was arrested by armed police in stoppage time as the pressure over his alleged role in match-fixing in the Belarus Premier League mounts. West Ham drop into the relegation zone after Fulham beat Liverpool 32-0, thus taking them above West Ham United on goal difference. Liverpool manager robot Kenny Dalglish has resigned with immediate effect, telling our news desk he wants to spend more time in his yacht, understood to be a gift from Paul Doyle. The time is now 72 minutes to five. Now let's cross to Bobby Ravage and Ian Rong for our earlier-than-usual football phone-in show, Five and Drive. You're listening to 505-696-999-1112 across the UK and around Great Britain. It's time to hear what you think. It's time for Five and Drive. Welcome listeners to a slightly earlier than scheduled Five and Drive with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Oh, just fuck off. Calm down, Rongi. I was only joking. Well, there's only one thing to talk about tonight, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. My divorce from Adele has been finalised and my thumb is sore from swiping right on Tinder. No, Rongi, not your personal life. We mean the extraordinary scenes at West Ham Stadium today. 
After narrowly beating West Ham in suspicious circumstances, Burnley's manager Paul Doyle was arrested by armed police. You couldn't make it up, Brongi. That's right, Bobby. Paul Doyle, dogged by allegations of match-fixing in the Belarusian Premier League, has understood to have been taken into police custody in Cornwall. In Cornwall? I thought the match was in London. That's right, Poppy. Cornwall. Our researchers tell us that Paul Doyle is not legally allowed to reside in the capital for more than 48 hours relating to a previous offence. Well, Paul Doyle certainly has a history. Let's have our next caller. Hello. Uh, Good evening, sir. It's David calling on behalf of Loft Profits Limited. Our company up and down the country are currently helping people to save thousands on their energy bills by providing quality and long-lasting cavity loft insulation. All I wanted to establish tonight was whether you indeed do currently possess cavity loft insulation in your home. You've got to be kidding me. We're getting cold called on this line now. Well, this is an introductory call in fact, sir. Are you happy with the current amount you're paying in your monthly energy bills? This is a business number. Oh, I do beg your pardon, sir. Which business am I calling? It's Five and Drive, with me, Bobby Ravage. And does this business possess cavity loft insulation? Listen here, I don't know, and hold on. I recognise that voice. David Davidson, is that you? Um. Did you know you'd rang up the Five and Drive number with me, Bobby Ravage? Oh, oh sorry about that, Bobby. The, the calls are given to us using a random number generator. I phoned Mountain Rescue before, they weren't too happy. Well, that's fascinating stuff. But I'm sorry, David, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Hold on, just whilst we got you on the line, Bobby, do you mind me asking one thing before you go? Go ahead. Who does yours and Mrs Ravage's double glazing? Oh, get off the line now, what a pathetic character. Don't you agree, Rongi? You are very quiet during that whole exchange. Well, Bobby, I think that David is in a tough spot at the moment. I certainly know how he feels. Okay then. Returning to the topic of Paul Doyle, we have French manager Maxime Dupin on the line. Monsieur Dupin, we understand, wishes to make some extraordinary allegations against Paul Doyle. More allegations? Doyle is less popular than a salad in the Steve Bruce household. Uh, salut, uh, enfin, uh, hello, uh, can you hear me? Uh... Not so loud and clear, Maxime, but it'll have to do. Where are you calling from? Banane uh, sur le chat, uh, en France. Oh, France, lovely. I want to take a fishing trip there with Bobby Robson. Really? That must have been shortly before Bobby's wife left him. Am I right? Was that in the tabloids? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, on with the show. Maxime, what do you have to say? Uh, you may not know this, uh, but, uh, but uh, Paul Doyle has many enemies uh, in France uh, as well. Not just uh, England. I am his biggest enemy in mainland Europe. Doyle, as manager, Galway United faced a team I managed, Paris Rover, in Irish French inter-country biannual cup final. I never forget that day. Worst day in French history, worse than Bastille Day. Go, go on, tell us more. Paul Doyle, on night before game, came to team hotel room, reset all watches back an hour, we missed the game. Doyle team declare winner. Well, that's very underhanded, but it sounds like typical Paul Doyle behaviour. 
Is it enough to make him your enemy? He also uh, break my uh, my leg. Oh, right. You mean during a game, as a player? Uh, no, uh, in my putting shed, uh, in front of uh, uh, wife uh, and uh, children. Yes, uh, Doyle, uh, um, terrible. Uh, he's not allowed uh, uh, to come uh, within uh, 500 kilometers of France uh, uh, for more than uh, 48 hours. Ah, that, that explains why I can't stay in police custody in London. Uh, yes, uh, Doyle uh, disgrace uh, to, uh, to game, uh, uh, and I'm glad uh, he's been arrested by uh, British police. Uh, Interpol uh, will be next, I guess. Et merci de m'avoir eu aujourd'hui. Au revoir. Right, Rongi, on to the next caller. I think we've got ex-Burnley groundsman Borin on the line. Great to hear from you, Borin. Hello there, good sirs. Borin don't know by what witchcraft he's talking to you this evening, but it sure is a good day to be Borin. Well, Borin, I think you've used a mobile phone to call up our number that we tell you about at the start of the broadcast. Mobile phone? All right. Uh, Foreign Junior took his old torque box he brought home and pressed a few old-looking symbols down on it for a while, uh, and now your voices are trapped in one end. Okay, so, Borin, what do you think of the news that Paul Doyle has been arrested? Oh, Borin is over the moon, sirs. If Borin didn't have too little ins to care for, he'd be off his tits on the finest ale in medieval crack cocaine that seven turnips could buy. Well, the night's still young, Borin. You should celebrate. Oh, Borin is celebrating. Don't you worry about that. He's bought in seven of the least moldy potatoes he could find and is going to rustle up a hearty meal of boiled potatoes. What a feast in store for the Borin family. OK, thanks, Borin. I hope you enjoy your evening, and what's a victory for Overlook Groundsmen everywhere. Right, on to the next caller. Indeed. Graham, you're on the show. Sarah! Sarah, is that you? I'm alive! My ship sank, Sarah! But I made it onto a desert island! Oh, God! I miss you! Sarah? No, she's on tomorrow night. You're through to Bobby Ravage and Ian Rong on 696. Where are you calling from, Graham? What? Oh, not you, pair of wankers again. I just want to speak to my wife. Tell her I'm alive. But I won't last long. I'm running out of food and water. And the sea is rising. Oh. Please mind your language, Graham, and we won't tolerate abuse on this show. Yes, sir. Please mind your language. My children, Shane and Brody Wong-Hinnett, might be listening. Now, where are you calling from, Graham? Somewhere in the Atlantic. I've got no idea. You've got to get me off here. Call the rescue teams. I've been eating sand for three months. You're not wrong there, Graham. Burnley definitely need the rescue teams to avoid the drop. So, what do you make of the allegations against Paul Doyle? Please, you've got to help me. I won't last much longer. You don't think Paul Doyle will last much longer? Very strong words from Graham there. Strong words indeed. Do you think he'll be able to keep his head above water after this latest controversy? No. God, no. The island. It's sinking. I can't keep my head above water for much longer. Extraordinary claim from Graham there. I'm going to ask you bluntly, Graham. Do you think Paul Doyle has a future at Burnley Football Club? Will he survive? No. 
I'm not going to survive. Tell my wife I love her. I'm going under. Damning words from Graham there. What do we make of that, Rongi? Damning words indeed. He didn't give Doyle a chance. Speaking of Doyle, Rongi, making his five and drive debut under his own name, it's Burnley manager Paul Doyle. Connecting to Her Majesty's Prison Exeter. Inmate number 5056969991112. Paul Doyle. Birth name Paul Smith. How are your spirits, Paul? Yeah, not fucking great, to be honest, Bobby. I'm in a police holding cell, so spirits are in short supply. But I would have expected them to at least have a nice cognac or even a cheeky sambuca. I've been questioned for hours on end. They're breaking me down, I'm not going to lie. Did you know they've only got instant coffee? To make things worse, you can't even make it in Irish. This is worse than Guantanamo. Hi, Paul. Wongi here. Great to finally have you on the show. So does your call in to him and you're on your way out? Well, no, Rongi, because you're allowed a phone call in prison. You've never seen the films. But, Paul, don't you want to use that call to talk to your family? Or your solicitor? All right, all right, Bobby, I'll, I'll do that if you want. All right, Tracy, love, just remember to sky for Strictly. And, Teddy, get your ass over here, Pronto, to sort this mess out. There you go, killed a few birds with one stone. Because I'll tell you, the main reason I've rang up tonight is to dispute some of the bollocks that have been circulating about me and why I've been arrested. It's all an innocent misunderstanding, and I'm sure I'll presently be released. The callers you've had so far are just bitter hangers-on who want to see me down and out, particularly that delusional lad Graham. He knows nothing. (coughs) And I'll tell you, Paul Doyle, he's never out for the count. I can wriggle and bribe my way out of any situation. Don't you worry about me. Okay, Paul. So it's a rare opportunity we have to talk to you now. And maybe you can enlighten us on a few details. All we know is that you were arrested towards the end of the game today. And the rumours suggest that your murky past has finally caught up with you. Maybe you were a little too sloppy with your match-fixing against Man City last weekend. Bobby, why are you not talking about the game against West Ham today? It was a fantastic win from our boys, and yet no one's talking about it. That's the biggest story of the day. Burnley go within a point of safety. That should be your headline. So what do you say to these allegations, Paul? Have you done anything wrong? I can honestly say, Rongi, that I have never committed a crime in all my life. It's all complete nonsense as far as I'm concerned. Where they've gotten this rubbish about match-fixing and bribery and threatening behaviour, I'm not sure. But I do have a few suspects. Interesting, Paul. So are you suggesting to us live that you've been set up? Of course I have, Bobby. I'm a patsy. It's clear as day for all to see. But what about all of the evidence? Including documents, recordings, written testimony from ex-players and staff. I won't lie to you, Paul. It looks like you're in trouble. Oh, yeah? Answer me this, Bobby. How reliable is this evidence? How reliable are these so-called witnesses and recordings? Several of the recordings are on you, Paul. Well, it's very easy to doctor recordings and evidence these days, Wongi. Anyway, supposedly they're serving what stands for dinner in this place soon. A Sunday roast with all the trimmings. Served with gravy and apple crumble for pudding. It's honestly awful in here. I don't know how much longer I could stand it. As if you serve a roast dinner on a Saturday. Absolutely disgusting. My final word for you is that I've heard that England manager Gareth Southgate, again, he's, he's under pressure, poor guy. And my message to the FA is this. I might have finished all my business with Burnley if they know what I mean. Right, come on Doyle, that's your time. Oh, they're, they're dragging me off! Stop it, you beast! Not the baton! Not the handcuffs! No! Have mercy! Have mercy! Doyle for England! Doyle for England! 
Uh, if you could just stand up, we need a chair for next bloke. Your dinner's ready though, they're in the room with the candles and the spa music. Wow, what a treat that was, Rongi, to talk to the man himself, Paul Doyle, at long last. Let's take another call. Uh, yeah, hello, it's me again. <clears throat> Things have gotten even worse. I think I just broadcast the extent of my money worries on live national radio. Now everyone up and down the country is going to know about my pathetic second job. Oh, this is really bad. They're threatening to repossess my car. Why did I bet all that money on Kyle Walker to win Sports Personality of the Year? I'm going to have to downsize to a smart car. Either that or go into a seat share arrangement with Lawrence Temington. What's the point anymore? Might go and drive my home into a brick wall. David Davison, is this about the loft insulation again? Uh, hello? Oh, no, Bobby, sorry, sorry, I thought I'd phone the Samaritans. Must have really dialed your number by mistake. Not to worry, Dave, thanks for the call and enjoy the rest of your evening, whatever you may be up to. Right, next caller, you're on with Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong. Hiya, is that FND Energy? Yeah, who am I talking to? Hello, you're on with Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong. What do you want to say, caller? Well, I've been on hold for two flipping hours. Is that the sort of service you offer? It's a flipping disgrace. Sorry, Barbara. Sorry about that, caller. It's been such a popular night for us. What, do all the huge news after today's events? What do you make of the allegations heating up for Paul Doyle? I don't give a shit about his eating. It's mine I've got a problem with. My boiler's been on the blink for days and it's... I'm trying not to swear. It's... It's a farce. It's freezing in here, right? Barbara's in the corner. She's shivering. All the jumpers are in the wash because she's spilt tea on them. The clumsy... And we're, we're sat in here with the oven wide open, the hob's on, we're trying to keep it warm, we've got a fan to try and circulate the hot air, and Barbara's sat there shivering, and oh shit, she's got a bottle. Barbara, get them cornflakes away from the... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, can you call us a fire engine? I'll give you a five-star review on Trustpilot. No, sorry about that, caller. This is 696-999. You were just after 999 on its own. I think we've got time for one more caller. And would it really be a five and drive without the chairman, lord and CEO of the Burnley Supporters Club, Keith Herbalthwaite? It certainly wouldn't, Bobby. Hi, Keith. What do you think about Paul Doyle's arrest at the end of the West Ham game? Oh, Bobby. Wrong. I just need someone to hold me and tell me everything's going to be all right. Debbie's out working tonight. This might be the most devastating day of my life. Worse than when my wife left. Worse than when Veronica told me she thought I supported Blackburn. What has happened to Paul Doyle tonight? It is an absolute tragedy. Oh, I can hear you're quite upset today, Keith. So, you think Paul Doyle is innocent then? Not a question about it, Bobby. Paul Doyle is the most upstanding gentleman kind-hearted soul that has ever crossed the threshold of Burnley Football Club. Some people just can't stand to see our club doing well, and Doyle has paid the price, but he won us that trophy, and that's his legacy at this club no matter what happens. Paul Doyle will forever be a legend at Burnley FC, let me tell you. Well, Keith, I don't want to worry you, but there are a few rumours that Burnley's cap win last week was tainted with match-fixing. Complete chuffing, load of nonsense, that wrongy. Anyone watching that game would tell you Burnley ran out deserved winners on the day. I understand your passion, Keith. There's a possibility that the trophy might be stripped from Burnley and the win declared null and void. All because of Paul Doyle. What do you think about that? What? Are you, are you mean to tell me that Paul Doyle's put personal glory ahead of the greater good of this footballing team? Burnley have the talent to destroy any team on the day. We beat Blackpool, for goodness sake. And Port Vale. Paul Doyle just does not believe in Burnley. He is a disgrace to this club. We might even get relegated, thanks to Doyle. Right, right, that's it. 
As Chief Admiral, CEO, Lord, Supreme Ruler and Ultimate Overlord of the Burnley Supporters Club, having been attending this club for 60 years, man and boy, I officially denounce Paul Doyle as manager of Burnley. These fans will not stand for this. Doyle is finished and the fans will have their revenge. You mark my words. Oh my word, Keith. Strong words there. And that's all from us this evening. We'll see what happens to Paul Doyle in the coming days. And that's good night from me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Join us next week on Managing Without Football where we get exclusive updates on the investigation into Paul Doyle and his match fixing ahead of the inquiry which will surely follow. I've been questioned for hours on end. They're breaking me down, I'm not going to lie. Cognac. Did you know they've only got instant coffee? To make things worse, you can't even make it in Irish. This is worse than Guantanamo. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Could you hear that? Yeah, we could you were saying it you're speaking it into You're your saying it to the mic over and over again <laughs> oh I thought because I was whispering it <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole this is worse than Guantanamo <laughs> are, you talk, are you still talking about are you still Paul Doyle or is that just you talking yeah yeah about? the lines oh, are blurred either or <laughs>